This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Body. Woo-hoo-hoo! We are back in studio and excited to be here, aren't we, Zoe? Yes, we are. It feels so good to be here on this Monday evening. The sun is still out. You know, we were here for a lot of winters, so, you know, at this time, it was basically night. But yeah. seeing the sun, the sunset's not that great right now, but seeing the sun out... It's and luckily, lovely. like, I mean, there's a stunning view here. So yeah. I, when I literally came up the stairs, I was like, just taking it all in. Mm-hmm. It's honestly such a privilege to, like, walk up there's like six flights of stairs. That's not the privilege, but the privilege is <laughs> it's the, the view, girl. Right before you, behind you, it's just lovely. I love it. But yeah, how have you been? Girl, I've been, guys, it's December, so I've been Decemberang. As you should. You know? December. Exactly. I've had a really good weekend and week. Obviously, not as amazing as being on air with you guys, but it's been good. It's been good. I went to this. Uh, I enjoy going to Tiger Valley Waterfront. If you haven't been there, guys, it's in Tiger Valley. Mm-hmm. It's just the waterfront. And it's like, it's so beautiful. It's honestly so beautiful. They have like a little waterfall. Yeah. And like my goal in life is to have a penthouse there, Lord. I hope you are listening. It is a nice area. You know? Yeah. Um, and there's just so many restaurants at the, the bottom. And when you go there at night, there's like little sparkling lights. And it just gives you such a good romantic atmosphere so i went to one of the restaurants down there and i just had so much fun just relaxing enjoying the scenery breathing it in yeah it was blessed how was your weekend girl my weekend was good can't wait to talk about it a little later in the next segment and yeah but we have a very fun-filled show for you guys we're going to talk more about our weekends i can tell michaela had fun this weekend else Yes, then she has some tips for you guys, all you Instagram bloggers, all you influencers mm-hmm. out there. If you want to know some things about Instagram, how to get ahead in the game, stay tuned for that. Then we also have a Bible quiz that we've planned out for you guys, as well as an interesting Bible fact about the Bible, not necessarily what's in the Bible. Well, actually, that might be a double entendre, but stick around to find out how that could be a double entendre. But for the meat of the show, the interview, we are going to be talking about 16 days of activism. For those of you who do not know, we are currently on day 11 of 16 days of activism. This is an incredible international holiday that's observed the world over. We have a woman coming in to talk to us about an event. For those of you who are aware of this, I want to call it a holiday, but it's more of an event. You can find out how to participate in this event. It will be held this Saturday for people who know or are suffering from gender-based violence. If you know anyone and you'd like to help them, you can invite them to that conference. I myself will be there this Saturday. So I hope to see you guys again there this coming Saturday. 
But for now, let's listen to Alone by Loiso Bala, a nice local song, so we know it's going to be lacquer. Alone by Loiso Bala, a nice local song, and it reminds us of something we'll never be when we have Christ. Yes, definitely, definitely. I actually really enjoy his music. Yeah. It's he's been a bit quiet though lately. Hmm. So, I'm um, um, he's coming with something. You know? I'm I'm expecting big things yes. eventually. Ah, that's amazing. I'm going to keep my eyes out for Mr. Bala. But as you know, we are in the what I did this weekend section of the show. And I'm excited to talk about what I did this weekend. Yeah, I kind of rushed my part. I think I was just way too excited. <laughs> no, but it sounded fun. Like, I, I've known about the Tiger Valley waterfront, but I didn't even know there were restaurants there. there I thought so it was many. just, a, um, you know, like a, an apartment complex. Because I would always, you know, fantasize on Property 24. Yeah. Go look at houses and I'd see the little apartments there. That, and not, they're nice. But mm-hmm. I didn't know there were actually things there to do. Like, it's on the lower floor. Mm. And there is everything from like fancy restaurants to sushi restaurants to like just your uh, your bar vibes, mm. you know. And then there is this this burger restaurant really? that sells jumbo sized burgers. Like when I say jumbo size, I mean like probably four patties, four patties. Pitch, picture four patties all mixed together. That is how big the burgers are. And yeah, I so. Th- I've seen that place and I was like, mm, one day is one day. I feel like I would not even have the ability to consume that burger. Like, <laughs> That's why I'm like, one day is one day. Like, I, I, I so badly want to see it in my face, but like, I don't think I would be able to consume yeah. so much. You'd have to share it with somebody, you know? definitely. But yeah. Wow, I, I think I'm going to do that one of these weekends yeah. when I'm in the area. That's a save, saving, a good, that's a date, but it's a good save date and now that we are in december there's Mm. definitely time to do that exactly so what i did this weekend i did quite a few things but i'm gonna start from thursday because i went to first thursdays oh i heard everyone is like making such a big thing about it okay yeah it was really fun first of december first thursdays the last first thursdays of 2022 i actually went because two of my friends were were actually exhibiting their art at two different exhibitions so mm. I went to support them one was at the Kaya Cafe with very alternative digital art as well as some photography and the other one was actually at a young artist emporium that was supposed to be hosted by another company but in a last minute effort they had to change location so that was nice I went to all my favorite galleries because I like to go there I went to a gallery I had not been able to go to because every time I went there it was closed because the galleries do close quite early and that's the Ebony Gallery Mm. with Ebony Art so beautiful I went to 99 on Loop Street I went to a place called Gallery 11 it was fantastic if you guys love art especially local art go to First Thursdays because if you don't know they do not charge you any admission fee into any of the galleries so you can go in for free and it's nice. I even got to tour like a jewelry museum. Ooh. Yeah, they were just giving out chocolate and like convincing people to come in and look at how they made diamonds. Mm. Then earlier that day, I actually attended a very popular Instagram restaurant called Cafe Chiffon. Ooh. Have you heard of it? No. What? Gosh, no, you have to go. It's I really nice. To. They make chiffon cakes as well as various coffees. They have vegan alternatives, but the cakes themselves are not they were quite massive, very aesthetically pleasing, as is the restaurant. However, it is small. Mm. If you would like to go there, it is in Devatakant. 
bear in mind they do not take bookings so it's a on a first come first serve basis in okay. fact when we got there we actually had to go wander into a random gallery and wait for someone to leave because it was full because it's just one of those places that like everyone like goes to and then they post a story and tag the place and it just has that vibe about it that aesthetic kind of literally and it's it. very aesthetically pleasing oh my goodness and then the last thing I did was I went to another bakery. It was voted the best, I think, bakery in Cape Town last year, Trescatelli's. Mm-hmm. They have a branch in Bloberg, but I believe they also have one in the VNA. But the Bloberg is the OG branch. And honestly, they have pizzas and um, pastries, and both are delicious. Sounds good, Zoe. Unfortunately, no vegan options. So if you are listening out there wanting to go, you can't you can have some coffee though but you can't have any of the pastries but yeah that's all i did last week it was a fun week we could have done more michaela and i could have gone to a concert we could have but uh mm-hmm. due to certain people yeah if you're listening to this certain people know that we didn't go because of you because we didn't get the tickets but yes. it's fine we forgive you some of us were waiting for these tickets because mm. we want we're excited to go you know on sunday i don't know if you guys know but concerts in the park hosted mikasa yeah and we could have gone but we didn't <laughs> exactly vip everything and we just didn't get the tickets though mm-hmm. but it's okay next time is next time and we know we will hopefully have another time to go but that's all we did this weekend let's just go into the random tip section of the show michaela has something right up her sleeve that you guys don't want to miss zoe on 180 degrees so guys if you are instagram lovers I feel like it's very important to know exactly when to post, don't you, Zoe? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, for me personally, because I know I love posting and I love my Instagram to be lit all the time, Mm -hmm. knowing exactly when to post is very, very important because you want to get as much feedback from people as possible. And also, the more feedback you get, the more interest other brands become to your post. And yeah, you can actually make money from this. So... I went checking out when exactly to post on what days. So according to statistics and data research, uh, on Mondays, if you decide to post an Instagram post on Mondays, these are solid posts as well as um, stories. You know, stories are very important. So stories is actually a whole day. You're allowed to post stories whole day just to keep your uh, followers interested in what you're doing. But for solid posts on a Monday, 6 a.m., is good. Can, exactly. Yeah, because yeah, what happens is people wake up early in the morning, okay. you know, before they go to work and things like that. So they tend to check their phones before jumping in the shower. And so that's how you can get interest on that post. So on a Monday, it's 6 a.m. And then 10 a.m. is the other slot, as well as 10 p.m. at night. Mm. And then on a Tuesday, it's 2 a.m. Guys, what are you guys doing up at 2 a.m.? On a Tuesday. (laughs) On a Tuesday. 2 a.m., 4 a.m., and 9 a.m. That is the time that is most active. people are most active on. On a Wednesday, it's 7 a.m., 8 a.m., and 9 a.m. So no night posts on a Wednesday, guys. No, you got to be an early bird on the Wednesdays. Exactly. On Thursday, it's 7 a.m., 8 a.m., 11 p.m. I feel like a Thursday, so me. Yeah, same. Thursday's my favorite day in any case. (laughs) And then on a Friday, it's 5 a.m., 1 p.m., and 3 p.m. I think because, like, Friday, a lot of people tend to leave at, like, 
around one or yeah. you know us it uh, closes early a lot of places exactly so it makes sense so 1 p.m is like your best vibed post yeah. on a saturday it's 11 a.m 7 p.m and 8 p.m mm. and then on a sunday guys sunday fun day <laughs> <laughs> it's 7 a.m 8 a.m and 4 p.m now the 7 and the 8 i would think that you're in church <laughs> right i'm like are you guys checking your phone as you're getting ready for church exactly Is that where that comes from <laughs> but those are the best times to post on each of those days all the way from monday to sunday guys stay alert stay tuned and yeah i mean i think it's just good to support each other when you see a friend posting um just support one another yeah, I agree, actually. Instagram's algorithm is very strange right now. It is. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. It's tending to favor reels, I've noticed. Yes. So instead yes. of solid posts, but I guess you can just post your reels at this time. Yes. And meanwhile, the solid posts I'm posting, I've noticed, have the least engagement. My stories, True. the second but most. And then the reels, which I'm not a reels person, mm. but I'm having fun with them. What most I've, engagement. What I've realized is that, you know, there's each song to a certain reel very is trending so mm. if that song is trending at that time and you post a story behind the reel with that song even if the story doesn't make sense you will still get likes due to the song that is trending yeah, it's so true you know what i mean so guys if you don't want to do posts solid posts post reels on that time slots that i gave you it will definitely get interaction i mean like zoe said she's been getting feedback from her uh, followers and so have i like, people are really into reels these days. It's so true. It's like TikTok 2.0. You know? Yeah. Now, let's just take a short break as we listen to For God Is With Us by For King and Country. And then we'll head straight on into the interview you guys have been waiting for. We'll be talking about 16 days of... 16 days... My goodness, I can't... I was so nervous. 16 days of activism, you guys. I'm so excited for this interview. You guys really That's don't want to miss it. That's guys. Yes! <laughs> I'm, I really think you guys should stick around, but let's listen to this song. One eighty degrees on Radio Cape Pulpit, seven to nine a.m. We are currently tuned into twenty to, to twenty-three past seven on seven to nine a.m. We are going to be talking to you guys about sixteen days of activism. We are currently on day eleven. And now, for those of you who have tuned in. And do not know what 16 Days of Activism is. I'm going to give you a short history of what it is. So it is a campaign that calls for action against violence towards women. I did not know it was specifically targeted at women. I thought it was violence towards anyone. So if you didn't know that, it is specifically targeting violence against women. The 25th of November is International Day of Elimination of Violence Against Women, and it is day one of 16 days of activism. During these days, people the world over are called to unite and rise and raise awareness for gender-based violence. They challenge discriminatory attitudes and call for the improvement of law and services to end violence against women for good. The current campaign being run into the year 2022 is focusing on ending femicides, which by its definition is the attacking and murdering of women and, you know, violently. On the 25th of nine of November in 1960, the three sisters, Patricia Menavira and Maria Teresa Mirabal, were political activists who actively opposed cruelty and systematic violence of a dictatorship in the Dominican Republic. 
the Trujillo dictatorship. They were clubbed to death at the bottom of a cliff by the secret police. These women would later become martyrs for this movement, becoming symbols of feminist resistance towards violence and a national day of international elimination of violence against women in Latin America was established in 1980. This day was then formally recognized by the UN in 1999. But in June 1991, the Center for Women's Global Center lead alongside with participants of the First Women's Global Institute on Women, Violence and Human Rights called for a global campaign of 16 days of activism against gender-based violence. Now, currently in studio, we have the chairperson of Tusimani Mami Wanawake, Mrs. Tulilala George. She will be talking to us about an event that this NGO will be running this Saturday, you guys might be familiar with her because she has been on the show before, but she is also a presenter on the station doing many, many shows. And she's here gracing us with her presence over the airwaves to talk to us about this event they're running, how we can participate and if anyone would like to participate in a campaign to end gender-based violence or to be a part of 16 Days of Activism, I would suggest you tune in. So I'd just firstly like to say, good evening, ma'am. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you, Zoe. It's nice <laughs> to be on your show. It's always so such a pleasure <laughs> having evening, you Michaela. here. <laughs> good yes, evening, good it's evening. Nice to be on your show, Michaela and Zoe. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd like to ask you, how did the idea for this conference come to be? Well, um, what happened was, you know. I've been I've been in this space for a very short time since about August or so, and um, one of the things that I've done it's a migrant it's a migrant women's movement group called Tusimami Wanawake, which means Stand Up Women. And what has happened was, you know, as I went around having meetings with people, migrant women communities, and stuff like that, I found out that after immigration the next hot button topic is GBV. Hmm. And in the course of my work, I found myself in spaces, for example, I was called to participate in the uh, presidential summit that took place in uh, in uh, Midrand in November last month, the second presidential summit based on gender-based violence and femicide. And they, you know, they were talking. I went to represent the migrant women there, and I now decided that look, we we had a look at it. We said that look, this is a very big issue, and the problem is it doesn't get reported. Mm. Many women think gender-based violence is normal relationships, which happens in a romantic setting. They can't speak about it. They're afraid about it. They don't know how to get help. In many cases, they're afraid to go to law enforcement. So we said that, look, for the 16 days of activism, we should have an awareness campaign mm. to let people know the kind of help that they can access, the kind of things that they should know gender-based violence entails mm. and how to react to it. Mm. Wow. Um, Mrs. George, I just wanted to know, what is the telltale signs of... Um, this this kind of abuse you see gender-based violence is not just it's not just a, a one-off thing it's not just mm. one uh 
activity. Mm. But anything that, you know, that, you know, when you're targeted, you feel, you feel afraid, you feel like you're being harmed emotionally, mm. you feel you're being harmed uh, physically, you know, just because you're a woman or just because you're, because you're, uh, you, you know, you're a particular gender. So telltale signs are when you're in a place where you're being treated differently, you're being treated badly, you're being harmed, either physically, emotionally, or possibly even spiritually. Mm. And gender-based violence is not just about rape and uh, femicide alone. It's also about, you know, being emotionally traumatized mm. because you're a woman or you're a man, being emotionally traumatized because of who you are, something you can't help being. It also has to do with human trafficking. Mm. A lot of people, you know, because in search of greener pastures, they answer to ads and they go, you know, their promised jobs abroad only for them to get there. In fact, there was a press statement that our organization released a couple of weeks ago. A lady was in one of the Gulf states, somewhere around Saudi Arabia. I'm not sure exactly where, but a video went viral of this young breastfeeding mother from Kenya who was actually hired as a domestic. And she probably thought she was going to get a good job somewhere in the Gulf states. And do you know what she was hired to do? She was hired to breastfeed dogs, to breastfeed puppies. Wow. So that's also a part of gender-based violence. So it's not just being beaten up by your boyfriend. It's part of it. It's not just being raped. It's also being trafficked. Yeah. It's also being sold into uh, spaces where you're, you're, you're like being treated like a slave. Mm-hmm. You know, it's also being, you know, having to offer sexual favors at work. So it's, it's, a, huge, uh, it's a huge topic. It's a huge thing. Yeah. Thank you for explaining that. I think generally when people think about gender-based violence, they automatically just think Think about physical. Yeah, yeah, physical. And they don't even realize that you can be suffering from emotional abuse and even just be sold. Yes. Yes. Or even just be sold. Even financial abuse. Yeah. Yes, even financial abuse. Because especially in the migrant women's communities, a lot of women, they tell Maybe someone, they say, because they can't get bank accounts, mm. although now it's changing a little bit, but they, they can't get bank accounts. So they have to pay their money, their salaries into someone else's account or even into their own significant other's account. And he refuses to give them the money. Hmm. He controls how they spend their money. So they can't access their own money, which they've worked for. It's also it's gender-based violence, it's financial abuse. Wow, that is that is mind boggling. I remember earlier you said mm-hmm. that when you thought up the concept of this conference, you wanted to enlighten women about what they can do should they find themselves in a situation where they are enduring gender based violence. But do you have any other like goals, desires, visions, missions related to this conference? Would you like it to occur more frequently or? every year annually would you care to elaborate please oh certainly it'll happen every year Hmm. certainly it will happen every year and not only will the one conference happen every year we'll also have several enlightenment campaigns throughout the year 
starting from the day from next year again mm-hmm. you know different things being said different ways in which women can be helped and empowered emotionally financially in, in in whatever way we can help you know because there isn't a lot of help available to us mm-hmm. but we can find ways in which to make life easier for the woman who's been traumatized mm-hmm. so that she doesn't become a secondary victim you know so well it's going to happen fairly regularly yes that's good i'm glad i think it's a very important thing to have these campaigns to allow women to know what their rights are because i feel like one of like you said earlier one of the reasons why this exists and it's so prevalent in our societies is because many people are just not aware of the fact that they don't deserve to be treated like this and that they have an escape that they can that they can find a way out of where they are. Are there any things Mm. that you wish that more people knew about gender-based violence? One of the things, you you know, because many African women, our societies are very patriarchal, Mm. you know. Many people think gender-based violence is just normal behavior. Mm. They think of it's what happens between men and women. Mm. Even like we can't really have a conversation about gender-based violence without talking about the men. Many men think, yeah, if my woman annoys me, I discipline her like a child. It's not normal behavior. I, you know, at the summit which I attended, one of the female ministers was talking about how she used to be in correctional services. And one of the things that she found out that was many of the women who were in prison serving life sentences for murder, most of the time they were retaliating hmm. to a gender-based violence situation. Maybe they had been beaten all their wives, all their lives or for a long time. And one day, while fighting back, something went horribly wrong. Hmm. So it could be either the woman gets murdered or she becomes a murderer without wanting to. So it's not normal behavior to subject yourself to gender-based violence. It's not normal behavior to Mm -hmm. inflict gender-based violence on anyone else. That's one of the biggest things I want women to know, that that behavior is not normal, and we should not normalize it. We should treat it for what it is. It's a plague, and it seems to be growing, but we have to begin to raise our voices against it. And this is not normal behavior for human beings, men and women, because it swings both ways. But because my organization represents women, that's why we're talking about women. But women are also abusers as well. So it's not normal behavior. And we should learn how to recognize it for what it is and treat it the way it should be treated, like an illegality, which it is. Yeah. I was just going to ask now, because Zoe was saying that uh, gender-based violence is just mainly focused on women. And like you said, men goes through certain things like this, maybe not um, as much as women, but they do go through these things mm-hmm. where they the victims. And so I just wanted to know, mm-hmm. is your conference only focused on women this Saturday or is it men can come as well? Oh, we'd like men to come. Mm. <laughs> we want men to be there. <laughs> yes. We want men to be there as well because there will be men there mm. as well. Yes, 
And I think it would be important for them to come because, like you said, we have to speak to both parties involved. You have to speak to women so that they can know how to recognize what is happening. And also we Uh need to talk to men and um, Mm -hmm. make sure that they know that this behavior is not normal. So I'd like to ask you, um, what are some of the more insidious signs of gender-based violence? Let's say, for example, you have someone in your life that you suspect is hiding this. How would you, what signs do you think one should look out for and how would you advise them to move forward? Well, well, um, the signs that I would ask for, for gender-based violence is, first of all, if you find someone, you know, first of all, if you see someone who is, maybe they used to be a very vibrant person and all of a sudden they withdraw, they're always withdrawn. Their personality seems to be changing right before your eyes. Then you know there's something wrong. Again, if you see a woman who she's always having accidents, okay, today I walked into, I walked into the door. Next week she fell on the couch. The day after she, the door slammed her while she was going out. Then you know there's something wrong in that picture. But the truth is you can't really, you can't really uh, bring a woman out of it until she's ready to bring herself out of it. You can't really drag a woman out. You have to wait for her to be ready. I know a couple of women who are experiencing it personally, but they've never admitted to it to me. But I want them to listen, to hear, and then they can know that, no, they need help. And then when they ask for help, they can get the help that they want. So the signs are, watch out for your friend who is suddenly withdrawn. She used to be a vivacious person, but all of a sudden she's moody all the time. And it's not because she has no money, it's for some other reason which she's not really going into. If she's secretive, if she's got parts of her life which she's covering. If she's demonstrating that she's ashamed of something, she's keeping secrets from you when she never used to before, or she's showing up with bruises all over her body all of a sudden, then there's something wrong there. Or oh. she's afraid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, that is that is awesome. And I'm, I'm so glad that, that you are bringing a conference like this about mm-hmm. uh, just to, to make people, well, women and males, wise about what is happening around and how they should deal with these things. Based on this conference, I just want to know where would it be held and how does one get in contact with you guys? Yeah. What time? <laughs> the, the dress? Um, the conference will be held on on the 10th of December, this coming Saturday, the 10th of December. And um, the address is the Gardens uh, High School, Gardens Commercial High School mm-hmm. on Paddock Road at the CBD. Oh, okay. So it's Garden. I used you know, to go it's to commercial school. High school. <laughs> that, is, that is interesting. Are you serious? <laughs> yes, I'm glad they're supporting oh, yes. this. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. That's you know, so they're going, they're hosting we know we're ha- we're holding it at their venue mm. this coming Saturday at ten o'clock. Mm. So 
come dress nicely. It's going to be a nice tea. We even want to get a DJ. So we are going to do some dancing because we're not just coming to cry about our woes and tears. Mm. We're going to have fun because we are celebrating women who have survived yes. in spite of it. Mm, that's lovely. It, there's no like cost to get in, right? It's just free admission. No, it's free. Purely free. Yes. Okay. That's oh, fantastic. Maybe next day you pay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're just tasting it out for everyone right now. <laughs> uh, I hope people yeah. just come and join and enjoy. Also, how can one get in contact with you if they needed any information? You can you can uh, send me a, a WhatsApp on zero eight one three eight one six two one two. WhatsApp me there, or you can also send me an email at tolulola at tolulolageorge dot com. Hmm. Thank you so much, ma'am, for everything you're doing, for organizing this conference, for recognizing a need in communities mm. and strategizing a way to make sure that that need can be met or rather to exterminate any issues with that. We appreciate all the efforts you do. Thank you for this conference. Thank you for gracing us on air today. It's so amazing to have oh, you here. It was honestly amazing to have you. And I think I might even go and bring a few people with, you know, seeing that my old high school oh, please, is supporting this. <laughs> yes. Oh, please come. I'd love you to come. And thank you for having me on your wonderful show. It's always such a delight to be here. Yes. Well, we'd just like to say goodnight, but we can't wait to see you again, which we know will not be long from now but you must enjoy the rest of your evening ma'am yeah. i will and likewise selves thank you thank you wow what a show that was that was good it really was good i'm glad we got to speak about this because you know femicides have ra ravaged south africa and many african countries for a lot of years but i feel like in the past two years a light has really been shone on it and to see that there are people in our community who are not just like letting this happen but are also just strategizing to find ways to end these issues like that's inspirational yeah you know that people are actually taking the time out to speak to other people about mm -hmm. these things yeah i think you know a lot of us tend to walk past these things and keep quiet you know you just don't want to get involved or yeah. don't want to put yourself out there and it's good that there is conferences like this yeah. that um there's a safe haven you know because um these situations where you actually have to pay for things like this mm -hmm. and having this like as a free conference just to help people out there really still shows that there's there's still good people in this world yeah it does and i think the best thing about this is because one of the reasons why evil deeds are able to be completed and just carried on for generations is because a lot of people don't even know mm. not just that they're evil but they don't know how to get help yeah so having things like this is extremely important especially in the society we live in where a lot of women are unfortunately victim to these types of events because they don't know and how men. To... Yeah, I, men. I feel like shame. Yeah. They're so no, excluded in these things. You're so right. I think the reason why we focus on women is because it's disproportionately yeah. men, women. But then that also makes it harder for men to come out. Yeah, because, it does. Yeah. Because no one wants to be seen under that light. I mean, especially yeah. a man because of ego. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like also society, mm. like mm. a man can be brave enough to come out and say something. And then it's his peers, perhaps, yeah, that, that will then him. kind of 
chastise him mm. almost as if he let like Terry Crews he when he came out with his issue of um assaults that had happened to him he said that it was going to happen it had happened when he told people around him and then when he actually spoke about it people were making fun of him because he's this big muscular guy mm. and no one for some reason could imagine something like that could happen to him and that kept him silent for so many years and it's okay for a man to be soft-hearted and mm-hmm. a good man like there's a few of them left in this world yeah uh yeah and some women maybe you know have been through abuse and that's maybe their only form of love yeah i i actually know one that told me in their previous relationship the woman would um she would actually uh kind of motivate him to beat her because hmm. yeah. that is how she knows yeah. what love seems like yeah. and he would get frustrated because she would do things to him like terrorize him mm-hmm. so that he could beat her yeah. and that is sad yeah, like is sad. to push a man to that point even though that's not his being that's not his make he's mm-hmm. not someone to do that push him in order for you to feel loved because yeah. that's your only form of love yeah it's very sad it's honestly so sad it's a it's a very massive conversation and i mm. hope we can carry on soon but it's i'm just glad we were able to have this interview if you did miss it unfortunately it was not on facebook live but in two days time by wednesday it will be loaded onto our podcast on www.kpulpit.co.za but now let's go straight on into some facts that will be about the bible 180 degrees on radio cape pulpit 7 to 9 a.m so it is quarter to eight o'clock. You're quarter. tuned in. <laughs> Guys, quarter. Really? Okay, well, this girl. What was I say? Quarter. I don't even know. How to say. It's okay, Zoe. Yeah, it's 15 minutes to eight. <laughs> well done. And we, <laughs> we have some facts about the Bible, but it's not in the Bible, but it's in the Bible. Mm. So there was uh, one little word difference in a Bible that was printed in the 1600s. In 1631, to be specific, once... English language Bibles were finally legal because I believe before then, I believe Bibles were mostly in Latin or Hebrew, but maybe Latin. I'm not speaking authoritatively here. But once English language Bibles were legal, a publisher named Robert Baker came up with his own version of the Bible. And it was most notable for its omission of a certain word in one of the seven commandments. Now, (laughs) It's the seventh, I mean, one of the Ten Commandments. It was the seventh commandment. Yeah, I was about to say Zoe. No, no, I didn't forget those last She's three. A pastor's <laughs> girl. She's a pastor's daughter and she's like, you seven commandments? What's going on? It's like when people pick and choose which parts of the Bibles they want to like live <laughs> clearly, according Clearly, <laughs> clearly. Clearly Zoe's only living to seven guys. Yeah, as if. <laughs> but so the seventh commandment was the one he accidentally changed. So that one says, thou shalt not commit adultery Mm. however this man said thou shalt commit adultery only about a thousand copies of this bible called either the sinner's bible or the adulterous bible or the wicked bible were distributed before anyone noticed like they were just like huh the bible feels a bit different today i don't know what it is (laughs) a letter (laughs) a word (laughs) i can't put my finger on it but there's something strange about this we'll never know how many people obeyed that amended (laughs) commandment but some 400 years later, there are only nine copies of this Bible left. Wow. Yeah, I can't believe it's arrived. But wait, 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 wait. <laughs> thou shalt? Yes. Isn't isn't that still like, thou shalt not? No, it's thou shall. Like, Did it say thou shalt? Shalt. But as in like, 
a synonym for shall because like shall. it was middle oh, okay. english so it's slightly different to the ones we speak now oh. but he was basically condoning it you know wow yeah it was crazy but yeah as you guys are thinking about <laughs> <laughs> the sinner's bible and how it accidentally may have led many people astray <laughs> let's go on into the mystery bible quiz 180 degrees on i am youth movement follow us on facebook today i am radio but Zoe, I have a question about that. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, my word. Okay. So, wait. Do you blame the people for following that Bible? I feel like... Because if this was around the time when English language Bibles had finally been legalized and someone was reading the Bible for the first time, but then, like, it doesn't it doesn't match up with what the rest of the Bible speaks about. But you know, some people are like... Some people will read it and be like, okay, this oh, is it. But not read it in context with the rest of the Bible. I just hope that God doesn't hold them accountable for yeah. that. Yeah, it wasn't them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> okay, let's get into the Bible quiz, guys. So, tonight's Bible quiz is name the shortest verse in the Bible. Hmm. Like, guys, when I say the shortest verse, I mean the shortest verse in yeah, the bible it truly is i remember when i was younger and my dad challenged us kids my brother and i to start memorizing bible verses so this verse was the first verse i memorized i mean after seeing it today i would memorize it too yeah literally <laughs> unintentionally because it's that short but as we're giving you guys some time to respond you can send us a whatsapp to our whatsapp line which is 081 729-1657 alternatively you can also sms us at 37988 we'd love to hear from you but let's just listen to a newsboys classic your love never fails although sometimes in my assignments i fail god's love never fails <laughs> <laughs> okay thank you for that zoe wow um you know zoe just knows how to motivate one <laughs> Truly. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Even though she's like just feeding us her dirty laundry <laughs> right now. Unlike uh, my me, God never fails. Yes. But yeah, before we listen to that fantastic banger that's been sung by so many artists, Michaela asked you guys a question. <laughs> sorry guys, Zoe's uh, comment is still in my head. <laughs> um, so the question, the Bible quiz was, what is the shortest verse in the Bible? And we actually have people that said a few things. Hmm. Mm. Indeed, we did. On WhatsApp, we got about four messages literally all saying the same thing. So I'm guessing this must be like, after John 3 verse 16, this must be the most popular (laughs) scripture. (laughs) Everyone said it's Jesus wept from John 11. Wait, actually, hmm. Got a few differences here. (laughs) Baron said Jesus wept from John 11 verses 35. Mm -hmm. Hendrix says Jesus wept from John 11, verses 25. Willem Conradi said Jesus wept. No verse reference. Martin says John 11, verses 35, Jesus wept. Mm. Hmm. I have Mr. Schaefer as well that said Jesus wept, John 11, verse 35. Hmm. It is so, guys. It's John 11, verse 35, Jesus wept. Now, if you don't know the scripture... Now you know. Indeed, and you can use this one. And I actually found out recently that in other translations, it's not that short. So it's only the shortest in the English translation. I would have imagined in Hebrew, it would have just been like two lines or something. But yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad 
guys I, i hope my dad is proud of me i <laughs> i know it's gonna shout to my head Jeez, daddy <laughs> and we are proud of you guys everyone who participated we always love hearing from you guys it's amazing but yeah we are at five minutes to eight we're about to clock out we had a fantastic interview remember mm. you guys if you still want to participate in anything to do with 16 days of activism there will be a conference about gender-based violence held at the gardens high school this saturday from 10 a.m no admission free you can just show up just show up mm-hmm. guys myself and zoe will definitely be mm-hmm. there to say hi and greet you guys and just support this whole activism activism. Yes, indeed. And if you know anyone who might be suffering from this, I would really recommend you invite them, you know. Like um I'm bringing Zoe guys. <laughs> <laughs> so please bring along someone. Yeah, bring someone along. Even if you know they may not necessarily be suffering, just bring mm. someone along. Yeah. They may know someone. And there is beauty in information and making sure as many people know about this. Yeah. So that should they find themselves in a situation, they can see the telltale signs. And I think it's in this society we live in, in this day and age, the information era, it's mm-hmm. really important for us to know all the ways to protect ourselves. Yeah. And to be well educated in situations like these. Because mm-hmm. you don't want to have a friend and, you know, you might come across as... You interrupting the relationship, yeah. but you actually know that they're being abused. Yeah. So let them hear it from someone else and mm-hmm. see that you know. Let them yeah. reflect on the relationship. So education and being yeah. educated in this is very important. Yeah. And also remember, you can never force anyone to leave any situation. They mm. can only leave when they've decided yeah. that they want to leave. So maybe bringing someone to this event might help them take that final step they need to exit a toxic situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this has been 180 Degrees with Zoe George and Michaela Preston. We're going to be saying goodbye now, but there will be a music show following us, so you must stick around. And then stick around next week. We'll be back with another fun-filled show. Yeah, so from myself and Zoe, we are out. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.